0: Hey, and welcome to Eliza starting at 16. I'm Eliza Rubin, a 17-year-old girl living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and I'm here to do my very best to explain what's going on in the big, wide world of teenagers these days. First of all, if the sound sounds funny or you hear birds or you hear branches cracking, it's because I'm sitting outside. My dog Barnaby is right by me, and I'm trying to make sure he doesn't run off into the woods and get a bunch of ticks, so you may hear me yelling for him to come back from time to time. So first of all, what I'm done with is something really pretty surprising if you know me at all, if you've heard me talk, maybe ever, it's that I'm done with makeup videos for the moment. Not eternally, for sure, but I used to watch videos of people on YouTube swatching makeup, rating it, talking about what they like, what they don't like, what's new, what they think is outstanding... And I, it was really my kind of calm down, relax tactic. If I was really stressed out, I would do it. If I was kind of upset, I would do it. I felt like it's this very important factor of, like, nothing else matters, just this. Just this is what's important. And you can really just let yourself sink into that for a few minutes. And it worked really well because there was that contrast of, like, you have homework. Homework talks about other things that maybe you don't understand. How about this? This is very, like, simple it's aesthetic, it's pretty, that's really all you have to think about for a few minutes is these little qualities of like, oh it's pigmented and it lasts long, but since I've been lacking in homework except for like college essay stuff, it kind of, there it lacks that juxtaposition. So really then it just feels like it's me binging on these kinds of videos without real necessity, which makes it feel kind of less enjoyable and it's more just me wasting something that really was helpful to me and putting it in a different context in which it's not useful anymore and then it just kind of feels gross you know it's like it's like if you eat chocolate every time you're sad and then all of a sudden you're happy and you eat too much chocolate it's gonna lose that quality of what made it so special and what made you want it so badly before so that's Lizzie's life lesson for the week also which is if there's something that you do to help yourself maybe don't do it a ton when you don't need that help so why not save it Now for an amazing Ask a Teenager question, which is, what do I look for in a teacher? And that's a great question, and it's one I really don't ever hear, surprisingly, which I think is not great because, you know, children get feedback constantly, like every quarter or so in report cards, and thorough graded everything. And, I mean, I'm lucky enough to have amazing teachers basically all around me and teachers work their butts off, it's like an impossible job managing material, managing different personalities, trying to help everyone get to the same level. I do think it's important to have feedback, even in a positive way. Even like, thank you so much for always hearing me, not everyone always hears me, thank you for going the extra mile. I just think feedback is necessary, especially when you kind of, have in your hands all these different minds and ways people think about a subject. You know, if you have a bad teacher in one subject, maybe that ruins the subject for you forever. I have a pal who really loved art, had a bad art teacher, and then kind of decided they were done with it. Even though they like the subject, it's just something can ruin it for you. If I were a teacher, I sure wouldn't want to be that person who ruined a subject for someone. So my number one thing that I look for, and I guess it should be a given, but I don't think it is always, is um, respect people my age. And that's not in a, like, oh, higher, like, oh, I'm in a higher position than you are as my teacher, so respect me. That's not what I mean, obviously. What I mean is, like, understand that we're going through a lot, that we have a million classes, a million things to juggle. Growing up is hard enough with schoolwork on top of it. And we can't make everything that you want us to make our priority our priority sometimes. And we're trying, and we're growing up in a different way than you grew up. Just because of that, though, doesn't mean we're inherently less cultured or less sophisticated or more spoiled. And we can't help it. We can't help that we grew up with the internet. And people throughout history have been saying, Ah, young people these days, they move too fast, they don't pay attention to anything, they're shallow. So I understand that maybe teachers think that, and maybe adults think that. This is really a comment on adults in general, but the most adults I interact with are my teachers. I just often feel like our experiences are discounted and our time seems like it matters less because we're younger. Because the adults don't remember what it's like, because the adults think being an adult is the important part. Our experiences and our time is kind of disregarded and thought of as unimportant and so I know that this sounds kind of broad but that really is what I look for I look for someone who wants to hear what we have to say doesn't just disregard it because we're children I think is the main thing and now oh boy okay give me a sec because there's an ant crawling on my come on get off my hand we're gonna to try to deposit him into the grass into the grass come on all right buddy okay he does not want to leave okay and he's gone excuse me for that one, it looks like it's gonna rain, so this might take a quick break so that all of my equipment doesn't suddenly crash and burn and I lose everything, everything of this forever, but just a quick topic that I feel really stressed about and done with that I know is almost impossible to tackle. Okay, oh boy, oh boy, okay, quick break. Okay, so now I'm back inside all dry and I will continue my conversation, sorry about that break, so Something that's been really stressing me out lately And kind of I I think will always stress me out Unless big things change Is the feeling that no matter what I do I've got to be pretty while I do it People often talk about Cleopatra And how beautiful she was And how she ruled everyone with her beauty And oh she's so pretty And we all dress up like her for Halloween And Elizabeth Taylor played her and whatever Actually I don't dress up like her for Halloween But a lot of people do And turns out historically she wasn't that beautiful at least by today's standards she was not uh she wasn't quite a looker and I'm really happy to hear that I love hearing that maybe someone who we don't find that beautiful was ruling everyone and killed it and did a great job and I just kind of hate that we shove that onto every single woman and girl. I mean, if you're a woman or a girl, please email me at Eliza starting at gmail.com and tell me if you feel that way. But I sure do. I feel like, sure, I can be the CEO of a giant company. I can be an amazing artist. I can write a book that sells a million copies. I can write the next Harry Potter. Okay, a million, maybe like a billion is what I meant. But It won't matter if I don't look beautiful the whole time. And I just, I'm sorry, but I don't think that standard is necessarily there for men. Bill Gates isn't notorious for being super handsome, and we don't care. But if there was a woman who's the equivalent, if if Bill Gates were a woman, I bet you we'd be talking a whole lot more about how she looks, and we'd be criticizing her a whole lot more about it. If you look at the Olympic athletes who are women, half the time what we're talking about is, yeah, she did a great job. And look at that hair. Look at that outfit. Blah, blah, blah. The U.S. women's gymnastics team spends like $1,500 on each leotard. And the men spend like 100 mm, Like, I just, and I, I know there are so many factors in all of this. And history is totally against us. And basically the world is against women a lot of the time. But I really just hate this feeling that I could get Ollie's in school, get into my dream school, do a million things, my podcast could be legendary, and I don't really mean much if I don't look pretty. And maybe that's just me, but I'm I'm pretty sure that a lot of women feel that way. So obviously I can't talk about that for hours. I mean, I could talk about that for hours. I won't because this is like a 10-minute podcast. <sighs> but it frustrates me. So let me know if it frustrates you too. And let me know if you have any ways to combat that. I love asking you guys questions because you always just give me the best answers. You've all had so many great tips for my feeling somber episode. (laughs) I said somber so much. Thanks from none of you for yelling at me about that. So now to end on a cheerful note, something I am obsessed with. And as per usual, it's somebody I'm obsessed with eternally and have been for like years but she just, I get, like, when I really care about something, I get emotional. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I feel so many things. Like, I'm about to cry, because that's what I do when I love something so much. It's a singer, a harpist, to be exact. Her name is Joanna Newsom. I hope I haven't talked about her before, but even if I have, who cares, because she deserves every second of praise that she ever gets. Incidentally, she's Andy Samberg's wife, but that is not how I identify her. I identify her as herself, as her amazing self who gives me all the feelings in the world. She plays this like ethereal, beautiful, like 10 minute long harp music. It's amazing. I can't, I can't, I like, I, okay, I, I can't, I tend to cry a lot when I love things and I'm sorry, I'm, a, I'm an emotional person, but it is beautiful. I will advise you to look up several songs if you're into this kind of thing. I advise you to look up Joanna Newsom, Leaving the City. She spells it J-O-A-N-N-A-N-E-W-S-O-M. So Leaving the City, On a Good Day, Soft as Chalk, and 81. If you want to pick an album to listen to, listen to the album Have One on Me, because it's amazing. Everything is amazing. Honestly, I could listen to this woman for legitimate hours, and that is what I do when I'm on an airplane, and I'm like, what am I going to do for the next few hours? I'll just sleep. She is what I listen to to put me to sleep. When I need to be happy, she is what I listen to. She is there for every occasion. I feel like I have a personal connection to her because that's just how I feel about this woman. I don't even, I cannot, I can't explain to you how amazing. And a lot of my family members are like, Eliza, what is this weird heart music? Like what on earth is going on? Sometimes she does kind of a weird screechy voice. I love it. If you're the kind of person who likes, like, Kate Bush, she kind of sounds like Kate Bush sometimes. My mom always says that. She's like, who's the Kate Bush woman that you like? And I'm like, Joanna Newsom. And she's like, yeah, it's Joanna Newsom. I love her. So... She's far from the Lucius that I've recommended before. She's kind of far from Nico Case, who I've recommended before. But Joanna Newsome, if you like ethereal, neat, naturey, beautiful music that you'll just want to like fall asleep in a bed of flowers to, this is your girl. So thank you so much for listening. Hit me up with any questions you have for me and for any of my teenagers out there at Eliza starting at gmail.com. If you want to see pictures of what I'm doing, that's at Eliza starting on Instagram and come back in a week because who knows what we'll be into by then. Bye.